Hello and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The Eric Erickson Show nationwide. The phone number is 877-97-ERIC-877-973-7425. The actual biggest story in the world today, well, in the United States at least today, is not a political story. And this is news and talk. It's not just talk. And I feel obligated to cover it, uh, I'm going to be joined at the bottom of the hour by my buddy Dave Briggs. He was a uh, NBC Sports, uh, Fox and Friends host, and, and CNN morning anchor for a while. And he's a huge sports guy, more so than I am. But Tom Brady is officially retiring after 22 years, 20 with the Patriots, two with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He issued an 18-paragraph statement that did not once mention the Patriots. There is a rumor afoot he may actually make an appearance at some point uh, up north. Not sure if he will or not. It's just a rumor. But he's retiring. Now, listen, a lot of you couldn't care less about football. I get it. I was once one of those people until I started last year or so hanging out on Saturday night or Sunday nights with my friends on the front porch watching football games, and I was just became fascinated with football. It was something to hang out with friends. And, you know, the, the great thing about it, it's kind of like watching baseball to a degree. You can have conversations, and and you, you can keep your eye on the game, but you can also in, engage and watch. You don't have to – it's not like to some degree hockey where you really got to keep your eye on the screen for that stupid little puck. Although I got to say I've been watching a lot of hockey lately. Nonetheless – whether or not you are a football fan, you should at least appreciate uh, that there is a guy who spent 22 years in the rough-and-tumble world of the National Football League and has decided to retire at the top of his game after a very good football season with the Buccaneers. He, After 20 years with the Patriots, he left to Tampa Bay and got him to a Super Bowl. The man has seven rings for Super Bowls, more than the Patriots or the Steelers teams have for Super Bowls. It's actually a really big story, and you should just be able to appreciate that fact, uh, whether you like the game or not, that he's walking away from the sport. And he really could stay another year or two if he wanted. I mean, I've said for a while all the hype about, oh, he wants to play forever, he wants to play forever, that there's there's a, a there there that can't truly be appreciated there's there's something there's a level of hubris i have thought in some of the coverage of brady over the last number of years but at the same time tom brady has had two of the best seasons of his career and he led the nfl with 9,949 pass yards in the last two seasons got a career high of 5,316 pass yards in 2021 although there was an extra game, and now he's ready to move up. And he released a statement. It was a very good statement that he released, and he noted that he cannot continue to maintain the commitment on the field that he would like to maintain. It's So it's therefore time for him to move on. He said in his statement, I have always believed the sport of football is an all-in proposition. If a 100% competitive commitment isn't there, you won't succeed, and success is what I love so much about our game. There's a physical, mental, and emotional challenge every single day that has allowed me to maximize my highest potential. And I have tried my very best these past 22 years. 
There are no shortcuts to success on the field or in life. This is difficult for me to write, but here it goes. I am not going to make that competitive commitment anymore. I have loved my NFL career, and now it is time to focus my time and energy on other things that require my attention. I assume family on those other things that require his time and energy, Uh, but I don't know. I mean, the man has been, his entire family's life has revolved around his NFL career. And he steps away. Now, I've just I've been thinking about this in other contexts, and I'll I'll talk in detail uh, with um, with Dave Briggs at the bottom of the hour on this. But just just transition this to other things. There are a lot of people in a lot of jobs that presume themselves to be indispensable, and they can't let themselves step away. It's like the radio show host who stays so long and sees ratings collapse and only then decides to retire. I mean, what's the, there's that line from the, uh, the dark Knight, which is the best Batman movie ever made, really the best superhero ever made. I forget who says it, but it's, uh, die a hero or live long enough to become the villain. You live so long that you see your career. Take Joe Biden. And this isn't to make a political point truly, but Joe Biden has been in Washington DC for 50 years. He could have retired. He could have gone on the speaking circuit. He could have become the head of the Cancer Institute at the University of Delaware that he endowed and fundraised to fight cancer. He could have gone on to other things, but instead he decided to stay and now sees himself the least popular president in the history of modern polling. With even a majority of Democrats wanting him gone, there's polling out of Florida today that Joe Biden would lose to Hillary Clinton in a primary and would lose to any Republican, including Donald Trump, in a general election in 2024. He's that unpopular. 33% approval rating in Florida, 31% approval rating in Georgia, 39% nationwide in the polling averages. The man could have stepped away, but for 50 years decided he was indispensable and has stayed. And I think you got to acknowledge that. You know, I've always said, I'll die behind the microphone. You, you see people that they leave a job and they're they're ready to retire, they're ready to go away, and then suddenly they want to come back and, and maybe Brady will do that, but I doubt it at his age. But they step away for a while and, and they can't fathom doing anything else. They get bored in retirement, they want to come back. And it's never quite the same when they do. It's never quite the same. I honestly, I never expected to be in talk radio. I never expected to be in radio. I was a lawyer and I hated being a lawyer. I figured I would in in some way get into politics and in work in Washington, not run for office, although I wound up running for office successfully, but I never expected to do radio. And now I can't imagine doing anything else. I can't fathom retiring. I get up on Saturday and want to go work. I love my job. Tom Brady loved his job in the NFL, but for reasons uh, cryptically noted about its uh, other things that require his attention, he's stepping away from the game. Now, his kids are at the age where they probably could use their dad to focus on him. He can go coach a lily. You know, Peyton Manning, uh, his brother Eli says, coaches uh, his kids' uh, little league football team. He's out there yelling at the kids. Eli says, now he, he doesn't really do that, but but he he was able to step away and move on to other things. Brady, of course, will make a lot of money. I'm sure and he's got a ton of money. He doesn't need the money at this point. I'm sure it's well invested, but he 
will make a lot of money doing other things. Maybe not the money he made in football with investments, though, and and deals, uh, branding, merchandising. Uh, who knows? Maybe he'll get into, into doing TV shows, reality shows, be an NFL commentator. He'll He'll do well with his next career. Like Tony Romo. Tony Romo was quarterback for Dallas, uh, retired. He's now the best football commentator on television. Uh, you watch Tony Romo and you see the standard commentators and, and what they're commenting on. And Romo is looking down the field at what the other players were doing or not doing and can explain why a play fa- failed because he's not looking where the standard commentators are looking. They're looking at what the quarterback did. He's looking at the guys down the field who were supposed to get the football and they're down there talking and screwing up. I saw that happen the other day at a game that he pointed that out. Everybody else missed it. He's an incredible commentator. Brady might be able to do something like that. But the larger issue here is when you arrive at that moment to know that maybe you should go away. In 2016, Joe Biden wanted to run for president of the United States. And Barack Obama convinced him he probably should not. Barack Obama convinced Joe Biden that wasn't time for him to do it. And he ceded the field to Hillary Clinton. In 2020, Joe Biden decided it was his time. And he won. He won. And he's like the dog that caught the car. Knowing when to step aside is kind of an important thing. Knowing when not to run is kind of the important thing. I mean, you see people leave industries. They retire, they have their big party, they have their farewell, everyone heralds them, and then they go away. And in some cases, and this is the hard one, in some cases, they just disappear, poof. You know, the the hard thing with like TV and radio, honestly, is within a day of you being gone, you're forgotten. You just, you, you move on. And really, it's like that in most industries, although we'll get a little more coverage out of Tom Brady. He, he will show up in places over time. But we'll move on to Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow. Other quarterbacks will rise. And there will always be comparisons because Brady's a record setter, and there really aren't a lot of record setters in TV and radio. So so he'll be able to, to, to continue to be there, continue to exist, continue to shine, continue to be mentioned based on his records, who breaks his records, who doesn't break his records, who goes the distance, who stays as long as he did, who racks up as many Super Bowl wins. You don't get that in a lot of industries, so he'll never really fade the way some will. But it seems like he knew the time to go. Earlier this year, they were talking about he wanted to go till he was 45. He wanted to play. He thought he could play. And he's had two of his best years ever. And only towards the end of the season did people start thinking, this could be the last time we see him play. You know, Aaron Rodgers of the Green Bay Packers, I, full disclosure, own the Green Bay Packers. Uh, the, I, my dad and I, we bought shares in the team. Just every 10 years, you're allowed to buy shares. I thought it'd be cool to get my dad and me some ownership interest in the Packers. We're not even huge Packers fans, but hey, you can buy an NFL team, might as well. But Aaron Rodgers probably going to fade away. Might, might step aside. I don't know, maybe he'll hang around one more year. So people talk about him instead of Brady. Ben Raffens, uh, no, sorry to say Ben Raffensperger. Uh, ben from the, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Might be moving back to Milledgeville, Georgia. I'm not sure, uh, but he's he's gone, and he'll be overshadowed by Brady. 
and uh, Brady will stick around. But think about your own circumstances and the people who came before you and the stories you tell about the people who came before you and whether or not you even remember the people who were there before you. Think about the people you used to hear on TV and radio. You know, Rush Limbaugh passed away, uh, what, last year, last last February. And we'll still talk about him because he was the pioneer in his field, the best that ever was, probably the best that ever will be. But think about all the other people who faded away. Locally, they, they may have a, a buildup of a fan base, and, and fans of a generation will talk about them until they themselves fade. But largely, the microphone turns off. People move on to the next person. And sometimes part of maturity is recognizing that it's okay to let people move on to other things. And part of maturity, particularly when you're a parent, part of it is a willingness to recognize that maybe I got to have other, other priorities Part of it as me as a parent is sometimes realizing that I obsess about work. Y'all cannot understand how much I love my job. I literally have no recollection, and I, I haven't said this on radio. I've said this privately to some people. Apparently, I was, I'm that good. I literally have no recollection of doing radio the week after my concussion. None. I, I I don't remember it. I went back and listened to the podcast because I didn't remember that I had done it. And, you know, I pushed myself because I had been gone for two weeks. I didn't want to be gone anymore. I, I was ready to come back three days of vacation. I was ready to get back on radio. I have no memory of being on radio, and yet there's my voice. I was there. Part of maturity and growing up, something I still have to learn is sometimes you can let it go. Tom Brady is letting it go. I want to cut corners and just get to the chase. A lot of you hear podcast ads and radio ads for Bull and Branch, and you're thinking, eh, they're just telling you it because they're getting paid. I'm actually telling you it because I'm a customer. We actually have Bull and Branch sheets, and yes, they are an ad. Yes, this is an ad, but yes, I really am a customer. I only like to do ads for companies that I really like, and I love Bull and Branch. So does my wife. My wife actually heard the ads, and she wanted to try the sheets, and now they are the sheets in our house. Bull and Branch does not cut corners. They make super soft, wonderful sheets. They use the softest organic cotton they can find. They get better with every wash. They soften and soften and soften, and they only use 100% sustainable raw materials. They're the first fair trade certified manufacturer of linen. You can feel as good about your Bowling Branch sheets as they feel against your skin. They are so soft. They don't get too hot. They don't get too cold. They're just great. And every wash improves them. That, I'm telling you, is one of the coolest things about these sheets. It's like sleeping on a new bed every time you wash the sheets. It's great. Now, you can experience the best sheets you've ever felt at BowlinBranch.com. Get 15% off your first set of sheets when you use the promo code ERIC at checkout. That's BowlinBranch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, Branch.com, promo code ERIC, E-R-I-C-K.
Hello and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number 877-973-7425. This hour of the program brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan Nationwide. If you're a small business and you need access to loans and banks are just giving you a hard time, reach out to First Liberty. They can help you anywhere in the nation. We're talking big loans, 500000 and up. FirstLibertyGA.com is their website. FirstLibertyGA.com. Tell them I sent you so I get the credit for sending you over there. Great people, good friends. They can help you. Uh, I want to go to the phones real quick. Uh, Jason, you are going to be up next. Welcome to the program. Hey, bud. I like your show. I Thank like you. your uh, perspective. You're always so well thought out. Thank I you. I usually agree with you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Tell my yeah, wife. I dig you. Any, I dig it anyway. So, um, so what? I, I'm, I'm here. I've tried to unravel. I've tried to look. Um, you know, the, the Biden himself and his administration. And article after article always are stating of all these jobs he's created, they love to use the number six million. Right. And I'm I'm kind of thinking to myself, all these jobs went away because of circumstances due to COVID. Mm-hmm. And and so these jobs, in my mind, um, most of them are waiting to be reoffered when people can come back to work. Not all of them were, but. I yeah. don't know how they how do they how do they claim to have created there's it's, it's to me because, it's mathematically impossible well, so for them to have created those jobs. There was actually an article it was a little blurb that they're mad at the New York Times of all places for a liberal democrat to be mad at because the New York Times chart on the 6 million jobs shows the jobs deficit all the jobs that went away because of covid and in fact we're not back to full replacement of those jobs yes he's created 6 million but there were about 8 million that went away so he he's still 2 million short and they called him out and the new york times itself called him out on it uh, i i have some theories as to why you're right though and and for people to understand the point jason is making and jason thanks very much for the phone call if for people to understand the point jason made we lost millions of jobs, between 8 and 10 million jobs. The Biden administration says he has created 6 million jobs, more jobs created by Joe Biden than any other president, including Barack Obama, according to Joe Biden's White House. But that's not true. Joe Biden did not create new jobs. These are not new jobs. These are old jobs for which people left and they're coming back into the workforce. We still haven't filled all those jobs back and there are more jobs that need to go. And the president, of course, doesn't actually create the jobs. The private sector creates the jobs. It is one of the most misleading statistics. And when the New York Times, New York Times... When the New York Times doesn't even give credence to your argument, that's telling you something. Part of me thinks the reason the New York Times is not willing to go for the BS is because the New York Times realizes uh, that it's a bridge too far for even its credibility to go, and it's time for new Democratic leadership. The New York Times, of course, continues to float names for 2024 for the Democrats that don't include Joe Biden. There, there's an issue there. Uh, the, the, the fact of the matter is – that Joe Biden's administration hasn't created any jobs. At best, people have gone back to work and those jobs have filled up again. And it's just, it's it's funny math the way they're doing it. And, you know, most of the media, to their credit, has pointed this out. CNBC 
has pointed this out, but no one does it aggressively. If it was Donald Trump trying to do this, there would be a headline every day that a fact checker out there again fact checking Donald Trump on this. So the, even though they're they're willing to be truthful, they're not willing to aggressively aggressively um, pursue the truth of the matter asserted. Now, when we come back, um, I, I'm seeing the emails from some people who just say it's, this is this isn't a big story. Some of you are here just for politics, but there is news out there, and this actually is a news story. Uh, I want to talk, and there's there's other related news to it. This Tom Brady departure. I want to spend a few minutes talking to my buddy Dave Briggs. He's a real sports guy more than I am. He was with NBC Sports and more. When we come back. Charlie tells me he would far prefer me to talk about sports and not cooking. So this will now actually be a segment on how to smoke a brisket on your pellet. <laughs> uh, had to send him a middle finger emoji. Okay. I've actually got on the phone a guest who will talk to me and make me sound good about the, the y'all know I'm, I'm, I've gotten into football. I really have but I'm not a massive sports guy. My friend Dave Briggs happens to be, and he joins me by phone. How are you? I'm good, Eric. Good to talk to you, buddy. We can talk brisket if you prefer, but Tom Brady is the story dominating the planet, so let's stick with that. <laughs> all right. So, I mean, first of all, i got to ask you your take on 18 paragraphs, no mention of the Patriots. Yeah, that is easily the biggest takeaway from this announcement after 22 years, calling it quits, mentioning – Bruce Arians, mentioning Jason Licht, mentioning Buccaneers fans, thanking the city of Tampa and St. Petersburg, literally anyone in the state of Florida that has any association with the Bucs and no mention of the Patriots. There is no way, no chance that Tom Brady hasn't thought through and had every word of this announcement vetted. So here's my assumption. It is for a reason. There is a documentary probably coming out within an hour and likely he signs a one-day contract with the Patriots to retire officially as a member of the Patriots. At, at the very least, he would have thanked Bob Kraft, who just tweeted a moment ago that he considers Brady an immediate part of his family and that it was a dream come true to watch him. So look, I get that all of New England is pissed right now and voicing it on Twitter and Facebook and sports radio. Just take a breath. It has been two hours, which is strange. It is odd given how carefully Brady's entire life has been crafted. He will thank Kraft. He will thank Belichick and the Patriots fans. Let's not forget there are thousands of cats and dogs and children named Brady <laughs> in the New England region. Tommy will not forget that. Although the timing is odd, Eric. Yeah, you know, I, I saw the the rumor circulated earlier that that they may wind up doing this, and, and they've got some pieces to work out between his his Tampa contract and and payouts if he leaves and things like that before they can make it public. So that makes sense to me. But now it, the larger picture here, though, for years we've had Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, it, big names, uh, the the Mannings, and now suddenly we're headed into a Super Bowl with none of the above, Joe Burrow and, and Matt Stafford. Yeah, and look, Tom Brady leaves a void not just in Tampa where they have no answer at quarterback and have a Super Bowl-type roster, roster, but he leaves a void throughout the entire league. It is an extraordinarily healthy property, the most popular sport on the planet, 10X. 
but he has propelled television ratings, jersey sales, ticket sales all across the league the same way Michael Jordan did in the NBA. So there will be some drop-off. And he is the biggest name in the biggest sport on the planet. But this is the NFL, who is still steamrolling towards $10 billion a year annually in in revenue. This right. league will not even slow down. Joe Burrow looks like the next big thing. Patrick Mahomes is still very young. Let's not forget, we've seen 40 million people watch NFL games this year. That did not include Tom Brady. This league will not suffer in any way, shape, or form. You will see a bit of a drop-off, but there are some elite stars. Mahomes is one, Burrow's another, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson. The names go on and on. They always produce great stars. It's not like the NBA when they had a real hard time finding the next Jordan. The, the NFL is dominant. It's a monster, and it shows no signs of stopping. So uh, let me ask you, you mentioned 40 million watching even games without Brady. The, the NFL really has had a bounce back in ratings over the last couple of years. What, do you attribute it to COVID or something else? I think it's more when you look at the drop-off they had, I think it was COVID. As for the resurgence, I think they have put aside a lot of the issues that you talked about on your show, Eric, that I've heard you guys talk about, which is, of course, a lot of the woke, taken knee, the protest, the Colin Kaepernick. The issue now is football, and it is good, and the action is outstanding, and the stars are great, and the biggest area of growth is gambling. We've seen the Supreme Court lift that uh, law. Now we can have legal sports gambling across the country every year. We will continue to add a couple of states. And I don't know about you, but I've got a 14-year-old son at home who's already hooked on DraftKings and FanDuel. So gambling is a real reason that the next frontier, you're going to continue to see those numbers grow and as much as I'd like to say kids won't gamble, they are, mm-hmm. they will continue to, and it will continue to uh, broaden the scope for the league years on end. Okay, so uh, wrapping this up on, on the Brady issue here, what what do you think is, if you had to speculate, what do you think is next for him? Is he the type of guy to become a commentator on one of the networks? Just, you know, I covered Brady uh, five years as a sports reporter in Boston, and in his 22 years, he made the playoffs 21. How many interesting things did he say into a microphone in those 20 years? Probably you could count on your hands. Maybe you'd have to take your socks off. Mm -hmm. No way, no chance Brady gets in that broadcast booth. And most notably, he'd suck at it. It's the only thing I think Tom Brady couldn't do well. I think we'd be more likely to see him run for president. I just don't think he'd be good at it. He doesn't want to be critical of his friends, of his former teammates. And it just seems too small for the Ghost. Yeah. Can you see Michael Jordan doing that? No way. Right. Maybe he'll own a team, but I would definitely rule out broadcasting and definitely rule out coaching. I think he'll be a dad, a husband, and he'll continue to conquer the business world, the TB12 and crypto and NFTs and the Brady clothing brand. Um, nothing he can't do, but I'm going to say no way on broadcast. Yeah, you know, I, I it, as I'm asking the question, I was thinking the dude is more likely to run for president of the United States than ever getting a, into a broadcast booth. I, I think you're right on that. And the Brady, yeah. I mean, Brady is still going to be, the, the amount of money he can make off his name is insane. 
Yeah, I mean, that, that name alone is probably worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Now, keep in mind, he's made more than any player in the history of the game, just short of $300 million. His wife happens to be worth more money than him, according to various reports, more than $300 million. So I don't think, and I think he'll actually put the brakes a little bit on some of these cheesy crypto and NFT things. Authenticity is the only thing that sells in the business world. And that doesn't feel like a great fit for Tom. Again, not many people know him that well. It's outside his family. Really, nobody does. But I think he'll really work the TB12, which is fitness, and lifestyle, healthy living, and training, that is the most authentic part of Tom Brady. And that's the part that we we all want, Eric. I mean, he's my age, and he looks 20 years younger than me. I'm buying whatever he's selling (laughs) to look and to stay that young. I don't know about you, buddy. Yeah, okay, so I said that was last, but one one last thing for you. I'm seeing on social media – a, a, a trend, and I'll just out of the gate preemptively call it gross, uh, the number of people blaming his wife for him stepping away from the NFL. Um, it, it, you know, I, I got to say, as a dad, and you are too, that, that at some point uh, family does matter, and, and maybe that's it, but uh, the, this trend to blame the wives is kind of disturbing. It's gross, and I hate to even give attention to it. Uh, look, any of us would make career decisions based on our wives, and our children. And in particular, if my wife happens to be Giselle, yeah, I'm going to factor that in. That's probably (laughs) every bit more than 50% of my decision. Does she want him to keep playing? I'm sure she doesn't, but I'm sure she wants his brain intact when they are 60 and 70 years old. And, And that makes great sense. And you know what, quite frankly, she's put her career on the back burner. Stop modeling and stop doing a lot of the business ventures that she was into to support his career and to move to Tampa Bay where she probably did not want to live. So I think she is well entitled to say, Tom, it's my turn, buddy. And there's nothing you haven't accomplished on that football field. Amen to that. Listen, Dave, it's always great to talk to you. I'm going to buy you dinner tonight. Okay, deal. All right. Look forward to it, buddy. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. You too. Dave Briggs uh, was with CNN, was with Fox and Friends, was with NBC Sports, covered Tom Brady uh, when he was on TV up in New England. Uh, figured he was the best person to talk to about this. And, you know, let, let me, I'm going to dwell on this point that Dave didn't want to call attention to. There is a movement, and you should know, there, there are very vocal, angry people on social media calling uh, his wife Giselle. Uh, a Yoko Ono. Yoko Ono, of course, famously blamed for breaking up the Beatles. Y'all, I got to tell you, I think it's unseemly. Uh, I think to Dave's point is she probably wants to spend a long life with her husband. And if she was uh, someone who influenced the decision, so be it. So be it. The guy has several kids. He is constantly, constantly at work on the football field, off-season, staying as disciplined as possible. My gosh, I expect the man to have one slice of birthday cake and age a thousand years. It'll be like, like you know, in in, uh, in in Indiana Jones, the face is melting. Brady's going to get one taste of cream cheese frosting, and it's going to be like one of those scenes in Indiana Jones, spontaneous aging and weight gain. He'll never go back. He'll get he'll get us he'll get a slice of cake and and realize that for twenty two years he has he has just lost out 
I should probably stop eating cake. Nonetheless, I mean, it's it's time. Good for him. Good for him to know when to go. The sad thing will be if in a couple of years he decides he wants to make a comeback. That would that would be sad, and I hope he won't. We, we're, we're all aware. I mean, look at what happened with Michael Jordan, who stepped away and then tried to come back. Uh, Brady owning an NFL team, though, that would actually be kind of cool if he could pull something like that off, become a, an owner of an existing team, maybe go back and own. Um, and there is this report, and I do need to say – it is unsubstantiated. Dave mentioned it. I mentioned it a little, little while ago as well. Uh, it is circulating on Twitter. It's from an account. The guy claims to be the NFL. It's not a verified account. I doubt the guy is, but there is a rumor that uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the New England Patriots are negotiating a deal for Brady. He gets a, a certain payout by waiting a few days to make his decision to give him the payout and then allow him to join the Patriots for no pay for a day so he can actually officially retire as a t- uh, member of the Patriots team uh, and do a big spectacle in up in Boston. So maybe that'll happen. It is a rumor out there. I'm going to go on now here and I think take a timeout so we can do a reset move on from Brady because there is so much out there that we have to do today in politics and other news. This is the biggest story. that I mean, everybody, is talking, even people who would normally talk about and rail against Joe Rogan or Joe Biden or something, they're all talking about this story. It's giant. We've given it its due diligence, and now we have to move on, and I will take your phone calls, 877-973-7425. Maybe Tom Brady can break up the the labor issues in baseball, and he'll sign to a baseball team, and, and he'll be like uh, a Bo Jackson sort or, or one of those and come out and, hey, can, can we get him on the Braves if they're not going to sign Freddie Freeman? Why haven't you? I realize you're not supposed to be signing people right now, Braves, but come on, get get Freddie Freeman done. We we want Freddie back. Pay him whatever he wants. He deserves it. We want Freddie Freeman back. The phone number here at the Eric Erickson Show, I will move on from, from the Braves, is 877-973-7425. Uh, Reason Magazine, you know that bridge collapsed in Pennsylvania. Joe Biden was going to do an infrastructure uh, he, he, well, he went to do an infrastructure photo op and a, a campaign stop to sell his infrastructure package and they couldn't have timed it more perfectly. It's led some people to think they sabotaged the bridge, the bridge and a bridge in Pennsylvania collapsed. It turns out that the bridge was identified a few years ago as requiring $1.7 million dollars. To fix the bridge, the 20, I'm sorry, $1.5 million, the 2017, this is from Reason Magazine, the 2017 inspection of the Fern Hollow Bridge estimated that restoring the bridge to good condition would cost $1.5 million. Instead of fixing the bridge, the city of Pittsburgh spent more than $1.3 million on a bike sharing lane. Instead of fixing the bridge that they knew needed substantial repair, they did bike sharing lanes. That is irresponsible. Randall O'Toole has a blog called The Anti-Planner. 
He notes the city of Pittsburgh's Department of Mobility and Infrastructure has spent $6 million annually on bridge repair and maintenance projects over the past five years, but it has spent $8 million or more annually on so-called complete street projects, that is, projects to add bike lanes, sidewalks, beautification projects, and the like. The gas tax in Pennsylvania and uh, its share of the gas tax from Washington is supposed to go to infrastructure upkeep. And instead, they've come up with excuses to do anything but fix their infrastructure. There's a problem here. It is the loss of trust. You know, one of the reasons why people are are moving, I mean, just take sports and Brady. They, they, look, there were problems. I mean, the, the deflate gate, the, the, the footballs and stuff, and, and was it being advantageous to Brady? And, and people will overlook that stuff now. But for a while, there was real skepticism in, in the Black Lives Matter stuff and the protests and Colin Kaepernick. And over time, though, people moved back into watching sports and did not trust and do not trust politicians and politics or institutions even. There's a loss of trust in American institutions overall. Brian Stelter, and I want to come back to this later, but this audio, let me go on and play it for you if I can pull it up here. Brian Stelter, who's the media reporter on CNN, was lamenting uh, the people's trust in Joe Rogan. Listen to this. The narrative is, I want to show all kinds of opinions. Which sounds great, but not all opinions are created equal. You think about major newsrooms like CNN that have health departments and desks and operations that work hard on verifying information on COVID-19. And then you have talk show stars like Joe Rogan who just wing it, who make it up as they go along. And because figures like Rogan are trusted by people that don't trust real newsrooms, we have a tension, a problem that's much bigger than Spotify, much bigger than any single platform, Kate. But that's what is the heart of this right now. Yeah. Why don't they trust CNN? and CNN's newsroom. Why don't they trust that network and the other networks who have the fact-checkers and the editorialists and the, the, the good opinions, the educated opinions, the vetted opinions? And instead, they trust Joe Rogan. There's a lack of trust in institutions. Across the board, there's a lack of trust in institutions. And it is crippling our society because you can't really trust Dr. Fauci, can you, anymore? You can't trust the reporting at the news networks anymore because they're all narrative-driven, agenda-driven. And so people have tuned out all You can't trust the politicians either. They're all self-interested. So you trust the personalities. You go back to sports. And I, Listen, I'm not criticizing the people who go to sports and, and things like that. I'm criticizing the institutions and the people in charge of the institutions who don't recognize that they need to gain the public's trust for us to have a functioning, healthy republic. And they don't seem to care. I mean, Joe Biden came in and said he'd unite us all. We're more divided than we were under Trump. And they don't get it. It's all about the preservation of power. And as long as their side believes them and they're in power, it's okay. But the moment the other side takes over, as inevitably happens in this country, then suddenly the side in power no longer trusts the system because they're not in charge of it. Can't we just have systems we trust? You can't even trust the bureaucracy anymore. We've seen how many of those people are political agitators behind the scenes trying to disrupt the policies they don't like. we got to do better in this country. That's why so many people gravitated to sports because at least there you get to see people on the field playing a ball game. 
it's 2022 and guess what? Nothing still makes sense. The whole world seems to be going crazy right now and banks have gotten really skittish at helping small businesses. They're perfectly happy to help the giant businesses, but what about you? You're a small business, you got to buy a building or build a building, or you need a big loan for a fleet of vehicles to grow your business and the banks are giving you a hard time. Check out my friends at First Liberty Building and Loan. They can help you nationwide, wherever you are, if you're a small business and you need access to loans, let's say 500,000 and up, First Liberty can do it. They've been doing this since the early 90s. The Frost family are friends of mine. They're committed Christians and they're great business people and they are committed to small businesses. Reach out to them. FirstLibertyGA.com is their website. FirstLibertyGA.com. Spend 10 minutes with them. See if they're a good fit for you. See if you're a good fit for them. They want to help you get to yes where the big banks are saying no. Nationwide, they can help you if you're a small business. FirstLibertyGA.com is the website. FirstLibertyGA.com.